Hello and welcome to another episode of Salonversations. I'm your host, Dawn. If you're new here, welcome to the show. And if you are a frequent flyer, welcome back. Uh, today is my birthday, so I'm super happy today, super excited. Um, and I also have a big announcement coming next week, so I'm so stoked about it. I hope you guys are all geared up for um, a surprise. Anyway, today's episode is with Lauren, and she was just such a treat to talk to. I just enjoyed her so much. We started with some customer service stories, and then it just turned to a totally different spin, and I loved every minute of it, so hopefully you'll enjoy it too. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. So here we are for another episode of Slumversations. Today we have my new friend, Lauren. Say hi. Hello, I'm Lauren. And I met Lauren through social media. I, um, we have a website that's on Facebook or whatever, or a page, and it's where people go. There's like 80,000 members, I think, now. I, it's an awesome group. Um, it's actually a really good resource if you ever want to look up a certain type of food, a certain restaurant. People always leave honest reviews of places on there. So there's a search bar on it, and you kind of go through there and search what you're looking for, you Mm -hmm. know, bottomless mimosas or brunch places, stuff like that. So I I love the group. like 90% of it is positive. I think, you know, I think they try to keep it that way. Yeah. Yeah. People do get on there occasionally and say, wow, you know, all the hype. I thought it was going to be so great. Mm -hmm. But most people are like, well, I'll give it another chance. You know, maybe they were just having an off night. So, uh, but no, it is an awesome resource. And I don't think that they thought it was going to explode like it did. I don't think, no, because I think when I joined, it was probably like 30 or 40,000 members. So it's doubled but it's a lot you see a lot of really cool things in the group like in the comments like maybe someone did have a bad experience at a restaurant or food truck whatever but it gives because there's business owners in there and they can get in there and be like I'm so sorry this happened let me make it right and then like commend it right then and there so Mm -hmm. it's really cool to see stuff like that yeah um I posted I don't know if you saw it I felt like everybody saw it and it was like the weirdest thing but I posted on there Last year around Halloween, because my family, we do, it's called Spooktacular, and we Mm -hmm. all dress, it's like a Halloween party, but with little kids and stuff, and so we do, like, scary foods, and Uh so I was wanting to make ogre toes, or ogre toenails, or something, and call it that, and I was looking for Fritos scoops, and even just regular Fritos, just, they were nowhere, there was nowhere, I was like, how are there no Fritos? I And I went to like three different stores and I was like, this is the most bizarre thing ever. It's like if you're looking for it, sometimes you can't find it. <laughs> yeah. So then I put it on that page thinking, does anybody, has anybody noticed that there's no Fritos? Oh my God. There was like 300 replies. People were like, I've seen them at Costco. And, mm-hmm. and that saying that people were striking and stuff. I was just like... Holy crap. Wow, I had no idea. I know, (laughs) but it's It's a cool site. Anyway, so I went on there because I'm looking for more customer service type of people to talk to because I have tons of stylist friends, and I do have friends that are also, you know, deal with the public, but I just thought 80,000 people, I bet some of those people have got to have some pretty good stories. And so that is what I ended up posting, and then you ended up commenting. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell tell me about your experience that you talked about on there because I'm sure you have plenty but that one was yes oh my gosh so I think I commented 
I can pinpoint the worst day in the service industry ever. Um, and I think any servers in here will get like server nightmares that you have. Like, oh, I forgot your sauce. I forgot to run the check. Yeah. You know, just a million things. But this day was every server nightmare like coming to life. But it was Mother's Day 2020. So it was right when I think Nebraska let restaurants open up yep. to people if they wanted to dine in. But at the same time, takeout was super duper heavy. Um, and the majority of what people were doing in May of 2020 is the majority of what most businesses were, were doing. Scared. They were, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, it was Mother's Day, which is a huge restaurant day. Any other year, it's like a huge restaurant day for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, lunch and dinner, like it's just uh, the whole weekend's usually busy. Um, and this particular day, like tickets were just flying out because we had online ordering and like things were just like flying out of the printer. I remember going into the back kitchen and it was pretty long table or like bar that you hung mm-hmm. the tickets up on and it was covered and then you went down to the table and there's more tickets taped on oh the bottom like God. it looked t- it had snowed tickets in there and I think pretty like it ha- wasn't even 5 30 yet and we turned off our online like Grubhub ordering and stuff well Grubhub was approving orders and we didn't know it so people were getting notifications from Grubhub because like you it's kind of confusing, like, if you're not in it. But, yeah. like, you have to approve orders, and then you plug them into your computer mm-hmm. system. It's not like Grubhub can just, like, send things to your computer system to send them to your kitchen. Sure. You have to approve it. You have to ring it in. So Grubhub was saying we were approving it, and we were not. And it was giving them 15, 20-minute wait times. Oh, my God. So on top of already the craziness, it was already two- to three-hour waits for takeout food. People were already upset, and then people were coming in saying they had an order, not mentioning Grubhub, just giving us their name, and we're like, we're looking for it, we'll get to it. And it took us a whole hour to realize that they were approving this. So there was people there who had already waited an hour, who had been told by Grubhub they would be waiting 20 minutes. They'd been there for an hour and a half, and then they were just pissed at that point. So, gosh, people were cussing at our high school host. We were in the back, like, arguing about who would take to-go orders up to the front because, like, people, like – five other people where's my order here's my name where's my order where's my food this is ridiculous like cussing at you we got so many bad reviews like it was it was rough but we got through it <laughs> was it a, a breakfast place or just all no food? it was a, a sushi restaurant that I worked oh. at yes and it was I think it was Sunday I can't remember if they were doing happy hour that day because Sunday was the only day that they would do happy hour to go so I think they were doing that, but you would have call it in. But mm-hmm. then we were still getting Grubhub orders, still getting calls. And, like, by 5.30, we had just, like, turned ordering off. Like, said we couldn't do any more. But at that point, it was a three-hour wait before right. we were getting your food. So I think at the end of the night, there was probably, like, eight bags sitting on the to-go table that people just, like, walk. I don't – you can't blame them. I mean, no. I wouldn't want to wait three hours for food either. Like, nobody knew that it was going to be that crazy. So – that's definitely the craziest. <laughs> I I don't honestly, and it was just takeout. I wasn't even serving. Like I've served crazy. I've bartended. You know, I've I've done crazy yeah. nights, holidays. That like to go. That was the craziest ever. Well, and I everybody was so ill prepared. We had no everybody clue. Was just it was coming week, off yeah. of a pandemic. So right. It was the first holiday I think really. Yeah, it like, had to have eat been. out holiday or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It was a little crazy. It was a little crazy. Well, and I always feel like that people would have been just grateful to be out. 
you know, because so many places still were closed. There were lots of restaurants that didn't even open until like July. I, or even later. I know mm-hmm. you would think, you would think, but I swear people like had this like animosity just pent up towards service oh. workers and they got out and it was like, it was a rough couple of months. We're like, why are we doing this? But it's, it's finally, I feel like kind of getting back to normal. Cause I do, I do still serve a little bit. Do so you? I do. Yeah. I well, like it. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, when it's a good day, it's a mm-hmm. great time. Oh, yeah. You're making tips and mm-hmm. people should be grateful that there mm-hmm. are workers because then for a while there were no workers. I know. People I know. People were opening. like dropping like flies. Yeah. Like just calling in sick, got exposed or had COVID oh, or this or that. So it's like you thought you had a solid shift and by the end of the night, like you had three people call out or whatever. Right. So it was like a whole slew of things. But yeah, it was rough for a little bit. I felt like that kind of brought up good things. Like I was all about the to-go margaritas and stuff. I yes. Like, this is phenomenal. <laughs> we could have this or there's a thunderstorm outside if you guys hear thunder. But yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked a lot of things that did come out of it. And it did, I think, up up people, the restaurant people's game for doing to-go orders. Yeah. And stuff. They found new ways of getting it Just to, marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. I remember, like, the restaurant I was working at at the time, like, they just, like, set their, like, wines and I think some, like, liquors they didn't carry anymore and, like, you know, people could take those to go and mm-hmm. people started to get those stickers or whatever that went over the yeah cups or whatever and bags and, yeah, it was fun. Like, yeah, you made the most of it. <laughs> it was so a good time. have you worked at a lot of restaurants? Not at, no. I, like, I worked at one restaurant. It was, like, a little bar and grill um, for three, three years. And then I worked at this sushi place for four. And now I'm at this just little hole-in-the-wall pasta place up the street from my house. So it's just a little more low-maintenance for, like, what I what I need right now. So. Right. But I just, I like, I like the industry. It's just, like, it's cash and it's fast. And it's an opportunity to make, like, a higher hourly wage, I think, than... I, unskilled if you will I don't sure. think it's unskilled but yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like it's just yeah. like it's it's good money for what you do and I like that you get to move around and you get to talk to people and meet people like mm-hmm. I met so many awesome people just working with them and serving them and mm-hmm. just throughout my career I right. guess so I enjoy it it's not all bad things I definitely not enjoy at it all. yeah that, like I said when it's good it's so good mm-hmm. there were plenty of, okay so I also saw that you and I had a multiple or the same page that we were on and it was a hair page yes yes and I was like wait she does hair too so you did try and go I to did school. I went yes I went to cosmetology school I did graduate um but I like I had I had to quit like my dequirvins tendon release like I just had like a lot of pain with like all like the movements and stuff that mm-hmm. you have to do doing hair I don't think serving is much better for it but I could kind of like favor my left side and like you can't really do that when you're doing hair like your right hand's your dominant hand it's what you have to use so I think like I in school was going through that like I took a month off school at one point to try and kind of give that a break and it didn't really help and then I got surgery and it didn't really help and I finally like worked in a salon for four months and I didn't I didn't enjoy the salon but like on top of that I'm like I'm making plenty of money serving. They're wanting me to step away from that. And on top of that, like, it's causing me more pain than I need to yeah. be in. So I just stepped away from it. But I do have mad respect for cosmetologists, mm-hmm. estheticians, all that stuff. Like, they do great work. It just was not oh. my field, you know. And that was the same as my daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, she went through the aesthetics program. That's shorter. But uh-huh. it's still, you go in and it's learn intense. it all. It's intense. Yeah, it's intense. And she said she just realized – 
just not for me. It's yeah. Just, um, she didn't want to be up close and personal for waxing. Uh-huh. Uh, and, or men to have to do, like, a back wax on a man. Like, mm-hmm. there, there's stuff that you don't know going mm-hmm. into it. You just think, oh, I'm just going to make everybody beautiful. And, right. And, you, and a lot of people don't think, especially when you're young, that it is going to hurt your body. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you might get carpal tunnel or... Um, yeah, there's just so many things that go along with it, mm-hmm. but the people part is great. I mean, yeah. for the most part, you, you get to meet your coworkers as fun people and right, then right. just all these other people that sit in your chair and it's a cool environment if you can make it work. Oh ab- yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's also hard to like gain people's respect. Like I find a lot of people that are like, oh, they charge too much for that or this or that. And I like do know the behind the scenes because of my experience. I'm like, no, the products are really expensive. The mm-hmm. shampoo's really expensive. Their commission or rent's really expensive. So it's like they do have to charge those prices. So like I feel like you almost have to like prove yourself in a way in the industry right. to like get people. And it's not impossible. People do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I just was like, I didn't know how to like navigate that and like – I don't like if people are already talking like that and then you have negative self-talk like it's really hard to like have like the confidence to kind of go out and build and promote and do that so your husband you're married yes yes how did you meet him um actually we met we grew up in the same town but I worked part-time I'm pretty sure I've always had two jobs since I've had a job but my junior year of high school I worked part-time at Subway in Bennington okay like, I don't know if you're familiar with Bennington but there's that Subway and then I also worked at the Cubbies like on the same strip um but he was I mean he worked there and that's how we met I think I actually I had a boyfriend at the time but he always like invited the both of us to like come hang out uh-huh. and whatever and we were just good friends for a long time and then at one point both single and hanging out all the time and I was like kind of like this guy (laughs) but we were we were just we grew kind of grew up together I guess my older she's a year older than me he's a year older than me so they were in the same grade they weren't really good or close friends by Mm -hmm. any means but that's how we kind of got acquainted I guess is Subway and then we just hung out a lot after that so and he's in the service business too yes he does he has like a a full-time job now but he's like he's worked at old chicago for i think 10 years now i think he started as like a host to busser to server to bartender and now they just um let him come back like he's a busy season with his work so they kind of let him slack off then and then Mm -hmm. he'll let him come back a little more so I, we love it. Like, it's just, it's like nice extra cash, like money to go on vacations with, yeah. money to pay things off faster. Like it's, I feel like some people don't respect it and don't think it's a real job, but. Yeah, the money's Yeah, good. it is. Yeah. It and really if you're is. good at what you do, you'll get bigger mm-hmm. tips. And... Yeah. And it's flexible. The hours are flexible. So like he works a full-time job, but he can go in at five and work a quick five-hour shift, make another hundred dollars for the day and. It's just, it's good, you know? It's good. And it's been able to fund a lot of things for us that we probably wouldn't have been able to pay for otherwise. And with me, I've built um, a business, a vegan, gluten-free bakery, and we've been able to do, we haven't taken out any loans for that. And I've been able to, like, slowly cut back in the service industry as I build that. But it's so flexible that... I, it's allowed me to do that. Like, I've just kind of cut back on the days I worked and asked to come in a little bit later. Sure. And, you know, I was able to kind of balance both and still 
have been able to balance both. So, so what got you um, on the path of opening your own vegan? Place? <laughs> um, well, actually, that was another thing I was going through in hair school. I was just diagnosed with psoriasis, like kind of as I was starting. And I always, if you don't know what psoriasis is, I always describe it as like eczema you can see because mm-hmm. you get like all that itchy, like kind of scaly skin, but it's like red spots a lot of the time or just like sometimes kind of like ashy because they like dry out or whatever. So they're like red or white spots and kind of noticeable. So it was to a point where like I hadn't worn shorts in public for like two years because like it was just like, you know, I just covered and it was easier to not. Ooh, that kind of scared me. It's like a big storm. Yes. But it was just like easier to not talk about it, like than have people ask. So I just, I'm like, I'm just going to wear long sleeves, wear long pants and not talk about it. So I was like desperately trying to find like something that would help it. Because I always would like read like if you can fix your gut health, like you can fix this autoimmune thing. I'm like, okay, well, psoriasis is autoimmune. What's wrong with my gut? Like what do I have to do to fix it? Mm Mm-hmm. And I just, I found, like, cutting gluten and dairy worked for me. I think other diets work for other people to help curb whatever issues you might sure. have. And you just kind of have to figure that out. But it that did work for me. And I was kind of forced to cook for myself because I think at the time, like, there was definitely more options than there were 10, 20 years ago. Oh but it was gosh, still yeah. a little bit lacking. So I was, you know, cooking for myself a lot. And I just was enjoying it like I always enjoyed cooking but then I was like just it was fun like coming up with like nostalgic recipes that you recreated them into something you could eat and it was just like becoming really fun for me and I was like you know what I can't be the only one suffering from issues like Mm -hmm. this and there are lacking options so like what if I could kind of bridge that gap so I started out of my house in November of 2019 just doing like pies and cakes and stuff like that for the holidays mm-hmm. and I actually I was pretty busy I was like okay there is a need like I I think Christmas like the first year I did like 20 pies out of my house and I was like okay people do really need this stuff like because even like I feel like at holidays like even if you're not gluten-free like someone coming might be or someone might yeah, be dairy-free and or yeah allergic to eggs or mm-hmm. this or that so we just kind of try and accommodate to all those little things but that's just, I was like, some you know, someone else has to need this. Sure. And that's just kind of what got me going on it. And I started out of my house, and I was really busy, and I don't have a very big kitchen. I'm like, I'm done with this. So we just started renting commercial kitchen spots um, for a couple years. And now we have a permanent space now. Mm-hmm. But we just, we kind of started right before COVID and offered um, delivery for people to make it work like when COVID happened and got it like that really got our name out there Omaha Food Lovers the mm-hmm. Facebook group was really great to get out you mm-hmm. know for all businesses I think it was really great 100%. but it definitely helped us as well and it just kind of grew from there and we've just kept it rolling and That's I've served awesome. I've served the whole time I've done it so I cut back definitely on the um, as often as I do it but that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so fun. is it like uh, people can, they just walk in and order from the counter or do they have places to sit? No. Okay. No. So it's, it's like a bakery. It is, yes. Okay. It's, it's a commercial kitchen. We do a little more. We do wholesale. So shout out to Edge of the Universe and Stir Coffee Bar. They carry our products. And the Grove Juicery downtown just started um, carrying some of our goods. And the Brew Coffee House in Valley carries some of them. So we do... 
um, our wholesale items are all vegan, all gluten-free. So we just kind of try and make sure everyone around Omaha has options. But you can order from us um, on our website or you can email. We do have like a cake menu, so we personalize a lot of things. We've gotten to catering a little bit. We just kind of try... I don't sometimes I'm like I don't know what we are we just try to be what people need so yeah no but that's mm-hmm. awesome because that means you're continually growing mm-hmm. yeah yeah like definitely. there's no limit to what you can do there yeah as long as true. there's a need for something yeah you'll find out about mm-hmm. it I keep trying to like okay what doesn't exist and then I try and make it so like this last hol- I think holiday season is when I started them I did vegan gluten-free cannolis because I don't like I don't think those exist anywhere not in Omaha anyways so I always try and think of like new things that like people are probably missing out on you know yeah who haven't had them in a long time is there um because I obviously don't know (laughs) is there any kind of like uh legal like where you can't make something that somebody else is making that lives here do you know what I'm saying Um, like is there not copy patent like a patent type of thing like you did the cannolis. Could somebody else then start trying to make those? I think or are you like, hey, I no, think that's so. my thing. No, I mean, I think if I really wanted to go through, like, the steps, I probably could. But mm-hmm. I think, it, I don't think, it, I don't know. I don't know exactly what that is. Because if you, like, rules. I guess if you name it and you have a label and a design, mm-hmm. like, I think at that point, like, you have something you can protect. But, like... I mean, I found my recipes on Pinterest. Okay. So, okay. like, am I any, like, I, you know, I put a few recipes together, sure. but am I doing something wrong yeah. at that point? I don't know. So, no, I, that, that's all very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know that world. So, that's really cool. I haven't, yeah, I haven't looked too much into like patenting or anything. Yeah. Just kind of, you're just winging it. Yes. But in a very <laughs> successful way. Yes. So, that's awesome. Yes. So, your business partner, is she a friend? Yes. Yeah. She's, yeah, one of my best friends. We, um, met probably when I was 19 her husband owns a lawn company so when he he started it I think when he was 12 or something like he just go to his neighbors and ask if they wanted their lawn mowed or whatever so I think by 19 he's doing pretty good for himself so he bought a house out in the country so it was kind of the party house (laughs) but it was his girlfriend and he went to school with my husband so we I mean we were friends at the time me and my husband were so we'd go party out there and that's kind of how I met her and we just came became good friends she worked at a little produce stand that was like on that strip in front of cubbies at one point so I'd get off work and I'd come down and say hi to her and we'd talk and then we just start going out to getting lunches and mm-hmm. we just became really good friends and I ended up living with them for a little bit like before me and my husband bought our house and once before that actually when I was in cosmetology school so yeah we just became good friends and we always had this back burner like restaurant idea that we were gonna mm-hmm. start like it was always kind of a joke and then when I went vegan and I was like cooking a lot I'm like I think I think this is it. Like, oh I think this God. is what we were talking about. That's so awesome. Yeah. Like, your so, niche, you found yeah. it. But, mm-hmm. So did your psoriasis go away? Yes. Yeah. I mean, not completely. Like, I'm, you know, I still have, like, little scabs on my knees and um, elbows or whatever, but definitely, like, not noticeable. Like, I don't have people asking about it, yeah. you know, if they can see it or whatever. So, and, like, psoriasis, too, like, it affects your joints. So, like, I was, like, experiencing seeing arthritis issues at like 19 20 years old so that's why I was like desperate to do something about it like I'm like 
I was, I was just, I'm too young to deal with oh like all gosh, this stuff. Yeah. So it really did. Yeah. Like I was, I tried a lot of different diets. Like I tried eating all organic at one point. I tried doing paleo. I tried doing this and mm-hmm. that. And then when I cut dairy and gluten, I really kind of started to see it working. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, I was finding dairy free recipes. So they were just inherently vegan. So I just kind of started cooking vegan and I was enjoying it and feeling better and better. And my skin was looking better and better. And I was oh, like, Oh, your skin is amazing. Thank you. <laughs> no, it is. Thank you. It's thank beautiful. you. Beautiful. Um, oh, shoot. What was I going to ask? Oh, so what do you miss? What do you miss? Uh, or do you miss anything? Uh, if I miss that... it, I try and recreate it. Because <laughs> I've tried, I tried mm-hmm. to do the vegan thing for a while and then I got off of it and then I went back on it and really. I'm not a very patient person, so mm-hmm. I like if I'm not noticing immediate, you know, right, right, things changing, then it's like, oh, never mind, I'm gonna try something else. Right. But I did feel better not having dairy, mm-hmm. and whenever I have it, it's got to take the lactate. Like it would be easier right. just to not. But I remember trying to make um, cheese, cashew cheese, mm-hmm. and. I just never could get it quite there. I liked it ish. I just couldn't right. like because cheese is like. It's, they have it on shows. It's addictive. It's yeah, like so... I mean, and you can't, like, I mean, out of all the vegan products I have, there's so many awesome ones out there, mm-hmm. but, like, nothing quite mimics it. Yeah. So that's usual. That's what so many people say. They're like, oh, dairy's just the one thing I can't cut, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mm-hmm. ever drink milk. I used to all growing right, up, but no, right. I never drink milk now. I'll just have coconut milk or mm-hmm. whatever, and I'm fine with it. I don't care because mm-hmm. I usually just use it if I have coffee just as a creamer. I don't really sit and drink milk, and I don't eat cereal. Right. But, um, yeah, I remember that whenever we would get together for family things, you know, of course, I'd be drinking beers and whatever and eat dinner, but then afterwards, if it was a birthday, we would have ice cream cake, mm-hmm. and I would... I'm not really a sweet eater, but I'd want to have a bite, you know, Mm -hmm. and my stomach would be a wreck. It would hurt so bad. And I'm like, what in the world? What is this? Mm -hmm. The second I cut out dairy, I never felt like that again. I know. I, yeah, I always tell people, I'm like, I don't know everything. Like what worked for me worked for me. But I was like, keep, keep trying, like keep looking because, you know, there's something out there for you. I even like with my you know, pain that I had from hair school, like that never really went away for Mm -hmm. me. Like it really did progressively get worse. Like even with like me baking, you're using a lot of the same muscles and I was getting massages and I kept trying different people. And then I finally found someone that like really gave me some relief, but it took me, you know, five, six different tries to find that. But Really just advocate for yourself Mm -hmm. and, you know, find what works for you for sure. And now there's so many more options. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard to not find stuff at a regular grocery store now. Like they've got the gluten-free aisle Mm -hmm. and all of that. So many Even like Walmart, and, like mm-hmm. has like a little section. Yeah, it's so it's very accessible now for that, sure, which is great, especially for people that aren't just doing it because of ethical. If they're doing it because mm-hmm. they have celiac or whatever, they can't eat it mm-hmm. or they'll get sick. It's nice that those options are just out there right. for people. And we do always we like to say we serve everyone. Like we're not like on a high horse about yeah. being vegan by yeah. any means. Like we've always said, do what works for you. What makes you feel better? We just kind of try and accommodate to all of all of that we just try and cut it all at the core so everyone can enjoy it as much as possible Mm -hmm. so where's it at um it's our kitchen is off keystone drive so it's like 85th between blondo and maple yeah it's kind of industrial but you can pick up there and then we do have our 
wholesalers that always carry like our donuts some of them have pop tarts sometimes um and i think we're gonna work on a few more products eventually to get into places so that's exciting Mm -hmm. and are people pretty welcoming when you go in there and say hey i've got this would you ever want to carry some of these things yeah yeah like even people like i mean i've emailed and they've even been so kind to email back and be like we already you know have Mm -hmm. our wholesalers but you know best of luck to you or whatever so yeah even if they they're not interested like they're always receptive and at least having a conversation with me which is all you can do like no is not a bad word sometimes that's just not the time so right Mm -hmm. like they might contact you in six months and say hey Mm -hmm. you still willing to work with us or whatever so interesting I just don't know that world it's so cool (laughs) it's fun it's yeah we've just kind of like been navigating as we go but mm-hmm. it's it's been fun it's been fun building something from the ground up yeah. and just learning as you go especially as a young person and just that's awesome mm-hmm. good for you yeah it's fine all right we're gonna take a little break one second all right so we're back um so along the lines of the customer service and dealing with people we're kind of going back around to that when I had put the uh, request on that page, I had multiple people reach out to me and say they had stories and some of them said stories and some of them just told me that they had them and I never heard anything back. But so this girl Haley said, I had a woman scream at me once that her blizzard was blended too much and should be chunkier. She just walks in super angry and starts screaming at all of the teenagers that we should have made it properly and with more cookies so she got her money's worth not considering we all make nine dollars an hour with minimal tips she then threw it on the counter and it went everywhere and she demanded a new one she did not get a new one and my manager told her to leave she was clearly a dairy queen but um right yeah it's like i don't understand where the fury i know and like dairy queen i'm sure most kids like the kids there probably kids working there children yeah like that is horrible Uh but I've seen it I've seen people cuss at like our high school host at the front like it's I've seen it happen it's ridiculous but I don't yeah I don't know why people get the audacity honestly like I I, think because they don't know what it's like to work in the customer service business they never have because right those would be the only people that would act like that I guess I know I think that everyone should work in the service industry (laughs) it's lots of healthy lessons from it for sure oh my god yeah because people feel so entitled like you're working for me like you're I'm your boss no you just came in for a sandwich right I know and at some like yes we work for tips but at some point like the way you're treating me like I just it's not worth it even so yeah I've I've seen it like I said it's not all bad but there's some horror stories for sure yeah um this other girl I'll have to look and see if I can find her name so I can give her kudos but uh she said she worked at Village Inn she was 16 years old and a grown man who wore soft shorts was seated in her section Somehow he was able to release a perfectly untouched turd onto the floor. She said, I watched it drop from the inside of his shorts to the floor. And she said, before I could clean it up, my co-worker stepped on it. And I had to help her clean a human turd from her shoe. And she said, on top of that, he left zero tip. Why? Like, uh, there's so many whys to that. Like oh you, oh my gosh, you go into Village Inn and you poop. 
in the in the restaurant. Oh, like there's bathrooms there. <laughs> Last time I checked, yes. right? I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's insane. I know. And then that her friend stepped in it. Like how horrifying. I can't imagine. That's she's just, 16. Like, yeah, she's obviously like, not making No one 30 goes grand. to work at Village Inn in the morning thinking they're going to step on a human turd. Right. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and then this girl, Morgan, said, the time I served someone at their sister's wedding re- reception and she ended up stabbing her boyfriend that night. And then she, it was on St. Patrick's Day, and she sent the news clip, and I looked it up, and the man died. <gasps> She, she stabbed the, him and killed him at a wedding reception. The girlfriend killed the boyfriend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was the sister of the bride? Uh, I, said, I served someone at their sister's wedding reception, and she ended up stabbing her boyfriend. I don't know. But the guy was dead. He died. That is a whole... And, and so they went around and interviewed all of the bartenders and wait staff and stuff to mm-hmm. find out what had happened. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. did you see anything? I just... So the other one that was really funny to me... Um, this Joey sent it to me and she worked at a pet store and she said um, a toddler was caught opening aquarium lids asked not to do so by the staff the same child was caught putting her hands in aquariums and actually smacking the fish the parents were asked to please keep her hands out of the tank the third incident the child walked walked on a stool smacking at the delicate corals the live corals Parents were told that they would have to leave if their behavior continued. So obviously, they didn't have their kid under control, which is I, another pet peeve. Yes, I have any... totally experienced that. Like, we bring your kids out to the restaurant, that's fine. But like, we're serving you, we're not babysitting your yes. kids. And it's dangerous for them to be running around. Mm-hmm. People have big trays, hot food on it. It, like, it might get dropped on them. Like, if they're running around and you trip over them. Like, I've many a times almost tripped over a kid that's just oh, I'm running sure. around that you got to keep your kids under control. Oh, my God, yeah. So. Or get a babysitter. I think there was plenty of times where I was like, How Especially if they? you're getting your hair done. I totally get oh, that. Oh, my God, it's yeah. like, they're moving. The kid's making you move. Like, it's going to double your time to do stuff. other people are trying to relax. They're not trying Ex- to sit there and watch a kid running up and down the... Um, but yeah, I always just thought, how are the, these people able to afford to have their kids come out to eat with it? I mean, I'd go to like a nice place mm-hmm. and there'd be little kids. I'm like, how do they afford for these little kids? Like, do these kids eat escargot? Like they, yeah, right. <laughs> I they know. serve chicken nuggets here. I don't know. I've seen little kids eat sashimi. It's pretty cute actually. <laughs> well, that, I, sushi, I can see yes. it. That's cute. Um, and then she said that there was also a drunk adult that was caught using a fishnet to take snails from one aquarium and attempt to feed them to fish in another aquarium. Oh, my gosh. They were asked to not go to the tanks. Same result decided that they were going to go ahead and just start moving the equipment around, moving aquariums to other parts of the store. Where where are, are you coming from? You went to the barn, then you decide you're just going to come in and start harassing all of these people so yeah yeah, but feeding snails to other fish i was like what oh my gosh they probably weren't feeder snails either i'm sure not can you imagine no no i can but (laughs) i just don't people never cease to amaze me it's just like and here these are children working their little jobs and they're having to deal with drunk people and children Mm -hmm. and and when you start a waiter waitressing job usually you are 16 17 Mm -hmm. 
As an if you're not doing fast started, food, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But all those customer service businesses, I just feel like, yeah, you got these young kids, their first introduction to what the workforce is like, mm-hmm. and they are getting yelled at, and I just... Yeah, you, I mean, you throw alcohol in there, and people get crazy. Yeah. I've had to, I've had to go to court before, because I witnessed a bar fight, and someone broke their nose, and it was a whole thing, so, like, I had to go to court for it. You were the bartender? I was serving that night, and I think, like, we, I think at that point, we're already contemplating calling the cops, because things were kind of, like, getting heated anyways, and I think I was, like, I walked out front, and I, like, had, like, the bar, like, the cordless phone with me or whatever, so kind of saw it happen, so I had to go to court for that. Take a day off work and school. Oh my god! Yes. So it was a fist fight. I think someone grabbed like a two by four out of their car or something. It was bad. Like someone's nose got broken. It was bad. It was bad for sure. But like it was one guy causing problems. Like was he doing that to one of his friends that he came with, or this was a stranger? So long ago, there was some party at the bar that night, and he like had before caused problems that I don't really think was supposed to be there anyways, but it was this party, so they, like, allowed it, and, like, he just got rambunctious, and, like, I think someone was telling him to calm down, and, like, that's when it got heated. And He's like, okay, I'm just going to go grab a two-by-four. I'll be right back. <laughs> it was so – I was so annoyed, I think. And then he had a good lawyer for him, but, like, he just, like, drugged the case out, so then I had to go back a second day for it. Like, it oh was so my stupid. God. So I'm like, I just came to work to make some money, and now I'm sitting in a courtroom for two days. This is dumb. <laughs> oh, my God. So your biggest pet peeve in being in customer service, what what do you think it would be? Um, def- like, Definitely, like, people letting their kids run around. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, like, just people who don't treat you like a human, like, who, like, can't even acknowledge like when you're trying to talk to them can't look up from their phone can't stop their conversation I do go out of my way to not interrupt conversations but at some point I have to see if you want something you know I think stuff like that but and phones phones are just phones yes I mean I get if they're texting are you here right booth down that I get that but just absolutely zoning in it's like why did you go out in public why don't you just stay home and be on your phone yeah if people are talking on the phone I'm like I don't want to be the one to interrupt your conversation so I'm just gonna have to wait till you're done you know so I don't get that too much anymore but yeah I'm sure I could think of a million more too Mm -hmm. but Yeah, it happens, unfortunately. I remember I worked at Arby's all through high school, and I remember people would come through the drive-thru, and, like, I'd be like, okay, it's $21.12 or whatever, and then they would hand me, like, $25. Do all the math, you know? Yeah, and, And, like, (laughs) random change, and you're like, uh, I already put it in the register. I don't, (laughs) numbers aren't my thing. Like, why are you trying to be so impressive? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm 17 years old. I I don't need to know that you just want a $25, whatever. Like, how about I just give you the change and you put it in your bank? Yeah. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. Or people would complain to me about the prices. And I'm like, I am 16. I don't set Arby's Incorporated prices. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you get that sometimes. It's like, why did you come out to 
Right. Like I, again, I didn't. I don't own the place. I just work here. Yeah. And you complaining about it is not going to change the prices. So right. please stop. <laughs> but they take they take their frustrations out on the wrong people. Yeah. Not that they should take them out on anybody. Right. But it's just like not these kids making minimum wage. No wonder nobody's wanting to work. Right. It makes right. me sad to see these. You know, we're in a smaller town, and to see these places closing because mm-hmm. nobody wants to work. I know closing and it's early like, or is customer close service the next dying? day or whatever. Yeah. I know, and it, it does make me sad because, like, I I think I jokingly said everyone should be in the service industry, but it is a really good opportunity. Like, mm-hmm. it's for a young kid to – it's. I think I've seen something before that, like, serving is, like, kind of running your own business. Like, you kind of get to choose how good you want to do for the day. Like, sure. are you upselling desserts and drinks and appetizers? Are you getting that tab up there to get a little better tip on it? Oh, that's or, true. You know what I mean? Or you could just be like, hi, how are you? Pops, yeah, anything to start, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you kind of choose, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think doing that prepared me to eventually open a business because I gotta choose in a way. Like you, you can't always pick what people tip you, obviously, but Mm -hmm. you can give your best service. And sometimes people like you and they keep coming back to you. So when I bartended, I had a lot of really good regulars that came back to see me. So it's a really good opportunity for people to grow just in confidence and talking with people a way to good make good money when you're younger so it makes me sad that all those bad things scare people away from it and I Mm -hmm. I've heard people say oh it's not a real job it's not it it's a really good job actually like it's a really you learn a lot it can be yeah you can learn a lot from it so yeah yeah I think that I hope that everything kind of turns around now that it seems the pandemic is kind of lifting a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, at least where we are, yes. it seems like it is. So hopefully people will start getting back out there, being more appreciative of the people yes. that are wait- there to wait on them, not yelling for the waits, you know, that mm-hmm. we have, we've been waiting for an hour. Yeah, it's just, it is what it is right now. And mm-hmm. nobody's going to do customer service if they're continue to be treating, right. treated like that. I do, I feel like, I do feel like, at least in Nebraska, it's definitely getting to feel like, more normal again mm-hmm. like what it used to be so patio season has definitely helped that it's oh just my like God. Ah. oh love it <laughs> yes yes exactly it's just a whole vibe <laughs> so do you have um a lot of regulars that you're um, that use your vegan food like oh yes we have tons of repeat customers That's awesome. and they're awesome and always you know send us to their friends and every I always say if you're not gluten-free you know someone who is if you're not dairy-free you probably know someone who is Mm -hmm. so yeah we have a lot of ostomum repeat customers and I've met a lot of them serving or bartending like you know they order something gluten-free I'm like if you ever want a birthday cake here's my card and it's smart put me in contact with tons of people like business owners just being able to sit there and pick their brain and have like a genuine conversation Mm -hmm. and them be interested in you and what you're trying to start and offering that advice like it's those are the awesome awesome things that come out of the service industry and it's the foundation that helped me you know build my own business so where do you see it going where do you think you're going to be in five years do you have five years I definitely I want to expand wholesale I want to be in a lot like my goal isn't to have a storefront like I just want to be accessible to as many people who need it so do you ship to other states and Not stuff? yet. I okay. feel like eventually one day we do. I mean, our kitchen's pretty small. I'm sure at some point we'll have to expand with all of our goals that we have. But 
uh, maybe a food truck one day. I really, before COVID happened, our goal was to vend festivals, like oh, a whole sure. food truck to different states and do music festivals and stuff like that. That was like our initial goal. Obviously, there was kind of two years where that was iffy. So that would we found, be fun. Yes, it would be so fun. So I think like eventually I want to figure out how I can keep what I have here, but then travel and kind of expand it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that would be so fun mm-hmm. just to be able to go and meet all new kinds of people. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's a need for it. There is. Yeah. Like I people tell I've you know my kids never tried a pop tart because they've been celiac or I was celiac so they've just never had gluten like I haven't had a pop tart in eight years you know like just it's it's good to hear those things that you're like giving that back or that a kid mm-hmm. gets to celebrate a birthday and they don't have to have a donut or yeah. you know they could have a cake or whatever so we do what we can <laughs> well and that's kind of fun like to like you said you're trying to recreate something that like, you look it up, and mm-hmm. here it's got the dairy and the gluten and everything, and you're like, challenge accepted. Yes, I'm going to try and make it. I yes. think that's awesome, because yes. you really have to think outside the box, mm-hmm. because that's one thing that people that aren't vegan or aren't on a special diet, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I'll try it, but if it doesn't taste exactly like the Impossible right. Burger and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, it's like, it better taste exactly like. So it is a challenge, I'm sure, for mm-hmm. you to try and really nail it and get it to where it tastes real to people. I think outside of myself, my husband's probably my biggest critic. Not critic. He's very honest. Like, yeah. He's just like, this could be better. This could feedback. have. Yeah. yeah, 100%. So if he ever thinks something's really good, I'm like, okay, I got it. I got Nailed it this it. time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Well, what's the name of your business? Um, it's Conscious Comforts. Okay. So, yeah. And yeah. do you guys have a website where people yes. can? Okay. Yep. So our, our Facebook, Instagram is just Conscious Comforts. Our email is ConsciousComforts at gmail.com. Um, and our website is just ConsciousComforts.com. So okay. it's our name plus all those, whatever your awesome. website you're on or whatever. Well, I hope it takes off. I, th- I think your idea and the way it started, all of that is just an amazing story. So. Yeah. We've been loving it so far. It's 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 good to – I love going to work every day. Like, I, I love what I do. So there's no I'm glad I can do it. That. It is. Yes. Yeah. Like, you're getting to do what you love. That's mm-hmm. the ideal situation. All right, well, it was so nice to meet you. Yes, this is fantastic. Yeah, thanks so much for coming out. And if there's anybody else that wants to come on and talk about customer service or promote their business, I'm I'm game. I'd love yes. to get people's names out there, and I, I hope it, it takes off because it sounds awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's just it's slowly building, building, building. So That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, thank you. guys. We'll see you later.